Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, a collective of interviews with top female entrepreneurs from around the globe who have done it their way. These women are disruptors, savvy, courageous, confident, innovative, decisive, unconventional, and humble. Our ladies have proven business models, have taken risks, and have failed only for success to follow. Join us as they share their stories, behaviors, habits, mindset, thought processes, what it is like to be a woman in this business. And now, here's your host, Amanda Bolin. She did her way listeners. Welcome back again. My name is Amanda, your host. If you guys are tuning in for the first time, just to let you guys know, we're doing check-ins with some of the women, the fabulous women that we've brought on the show who have been on here earlier this year. And to round out the season to the end of the year, we're just doing check-ins to hear what is going on. So with me today, I've got Kat Pummel, who you definitely need to check out her interview. And we'll put that in the show notes as well, the full interview when it launched, but we're doing a check-in with her today. So Kat, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. I'm happy to be back. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm going to keep my talking very brief because I've been following you and you've got a ton of stuff going on. So I want you to share with us what exactly you've been up to. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, things have been kind of crazy um, in a really good way. <laughs> uh, you know, kind of when it rains, it pours. And um, I've been super busy. Um, getting some, following up on some things that I kind of have been working on um, all throughout the year, but they've all kind of hit at once, which is cool. Um, also that a overwhelming. Fabulous. And you know, I'm going to pause you right there. I forgot. So yeah. give us a high level overview of what exactly it is that you do and then take us into some of the things that you're, you're up to now. Perfect. All right. So, um, so I'm a yoga instructor here in, uh, in Chicago, in the Chicagoland area. But I've uh, lately, I'm also the uh, author of the wellness blog, The Fit Girls Kitchen. So I've got um, a following there and I post healthy recipes, um, healthy lifestyle tips, other things like that. Um, recently, I've actually um, been invited to contribute to Forward Women Magazine, which is a new magazine um, in Chicago that's aimed toward targeting women, uh, entrepreneurial women in specifically. Um, so I was really, really honored to be part of their um, inaugural publication, I guess their, their first issue. Um, and I just had a little article that I contributed that talked a little bit about how to get to the gym and stay motivated in the winter. Um, especially in the winter months as they come up. So, um, yeah, (laughs) every day. Yeah. Right. Um, so I'll be contributing with them more, hopefully in the coming months, we've got their, their next issues coming up here, uh, for the holiday season. But, um, in addition to that, I've been traveling a lot more. So I've started to kind of take my yoga, outside of just my studios here in Chicago and actually visit some additional studios, run some workshops, and then um, travel a little bit. So um, on my kind of goals for 2016, I was like, I really want to do more retreats. And on my last interview, I talked a little bit about manifesting, which if you really, you know, you can, you can believe what you want to believe as far as you know, spirituality goes um, and manifesting goes. But what I like to tell people is manifesting is just a fancy word for goal setting in reality. (laughs) It really is. Like it's just, it's sitting down, it's saying, what do I want? What's working? What's not working? 
what do I have to offer um, that no one else does? And what do I want in my life? And so I had some goals to do some workshops and some retreats abroad. Um, and then things started happening in this really wild way. So I actually, um, I just returned back from France. Um, I was over in Europe for about a week or so. And so awesome. yeah, it was really, really amazing. It was totally out of the blue. Um, well, out of the blue, the, the trip was out of the blue, but this kind of all started happening back in June. So um, I will be hosting a retreat in um, the French wine country region um, by Bordeaux. Yeah. When? <laughs> Next May. Oh my gosh, I need to go. Yes. You, yes. You need to come. <laughs> it's going to be so, so amazing. That like so cool. Yeah. I'm so excited. So um, it'll be May 20th through 27th. I just opened up registration yesterday, actually. Um, I posted everything on my website and I've already had two people um, last night already paid their first deposit. So it's come, people are, it's oh filling up. Yeah. So let me stop you there too. Like you, ha- you manifested and you set the goal to do international retreats and, but what was the process then of getting Bordeaux, France on the calendar? Like, did you just pick the date or was it a collaboration or what did that look like? Sure. Sure. So part of this goal setting is just being open to opportunity so when you talk about manifesting things, so um, back in June, one of my students at Equinox, was I was talking with her after class. She was telling me that she was having some problems sleeping, and it just turned out she had jet lag because she had just returned from a yoga retreat in France. And she said, oh my gosh, I should connect you with the owners. Um, they're, they've recently started to open up their home to doing yoga retreats as a to just people vacationing and they're looking for more U.S. instructors to partner with. And I have to be honest with you, my initial reaction was, oh my God, that's so cool. But like, I'm not ready for that. Like, <laughs> like that's not me. I haven't been doing this that long. You know, I immediately was like, I dismissed it as like, that's really cool. But like, I'm not like, I'm not good enough yet. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I totally get it. You're like, wait, no, me? What? Me? what? No. So she she you know did an e- email intro. They wanted to have a call, and this is like back in June, and like this is not at like the greatest time in my life. <laughs> I was going through just like a lot of stuff, and like on it to be perfectly frank with you, like struggling to figure out financially how I was going to make this work. And I'm like, I can't lead a yoga retreat in France when like, I'm trying to figure out how to pay my rent every month. Like I just couldn't get myself like over that hump of like, I'm going to Europe and leading yoga retreats. And I'm like, literally just trying to figure out how to like make (laughs) this career work. But so I was like, you know what? Screw it. Like I'm going to, I'll, I'll take the call. Like let's whatever. And so me and Lisa, the owner started chatting. She's wonderful. Like the most lovely person ever. And, you know, I was like, this could actually work. I could, I can do this. Um, we stayed in touch. And then in early September, we talked about finally setting a date and she invited me to come stay with them for an extended weekend Um, and something in my gut was like, you need to go like, Oh my gosh, it's a month out. Like let's book a flight to Europe a month out. I was like, (laughs) crazy. Like what? (sighs) Um, so I know this is like totally tangent, but this is literally how this all shook out. Um, I did this journaling exercise, um, 
about a week before all this kind of started coming to fruition and the journaling exercise took me through basically my fears and what was holding me back. Mm. And I was able to realize that what was holding me back was myself, was my own self-worth and saying, I'm not good enough. I'm not ready for this. I don't have what it takes. And then once I was able to shift that narrative, I was able to actually email her back and be like, yes, I'm coming. Like, let's do it. I checked flights. They actually weren't that expensive. Um, And I have some friends in London. So I was able to see them while I was there and kind of make a little trip out of it. That is amazing. Yeah. So it was literally sitting in my inbox. Like all I had to do was say yes, but I was too scared to say yes. And then when I finally like peeled back the layers and saw that I was the only one standing in my way, like that's, that's what took, that's what took me there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And additionally, I have a very supportive, um, person in my life and he was, you know, I, I told him about the opportunity and that and my fears and he looked at me and he was like, you have to go like, this is oh my huge. God, go do this. So yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm like reading it right now on the website, <laughs> cuisine, culture, yoga, and French wine country. I mean, how much more convincing does one need to so, want to say yes? It's so beautiful it. there. It's so beautiful there. It's like, super serene and you're in the country and it's all of these quaint towns. And I was, it was literally surreal just being there surrounded by that. Oh my gosh. That is fantastic. I love it. So now with that, like, and I also see that you have a Mexican Riviera coming up as well in November. So I'm starting to think I might be in the wrong industry. need to get into yoga. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I I love this, but that is fantastic. I love seeing people who just are out there stepping outside of their comfort zone and pushing themselves and then amazing things happen. And so aside from yoga retreats, anything else that you are looking forward to that you're working on that maybe our listeners can get involved or they can reach out if they have questions in that sort? Sure. Sure. Um, so I will be, and just to mention that the Mexican Riviera one is not until 2016. Oh, 2016. Um, okay. There yeah. you go. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, that's actually a partnership with Gaim and the Travel Yogi. They reached out to me after they saw some of the things that I've been um, working on. Um, you know, this interview, an article in Well and Good NYC. So I'm really, really fortunate and lucky to be working with them as part of their, their travel staff. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, other things coming up, I'm going to be taking my workshops that I started to teach here in Chicago, um, to some other cities. So I'm going to be going back up to Milwaukee, which is where I kind of got my little start in, uh, in yoga, my yoga home. And I'm going to be teaching some workshops there. Um, at Coruscant Yoga, which is one of my, the studio that I did my teacher training with. Um, additionally, I'm going to be traveling a little bit more, especially in the winter time, um, going out to California, Southern California, Boulder area, and I'll be teaching some workshops out there as well. Um, so I've also been working on some, um, other ways to kind of expand my own, my own training and my own, um, I guess, knowledge of yoga and the body. So you may have been seeing me, I'm in New York 
um, <laughs> sometimes frequently. I know I'm like everywhere. And uh, the reason that I've been going there is I'm doing a level one Franklin method training with Dr. Eric Franklin, um, which just is a bunch of names, but <laughs> he is a, a pioneer of um, using and studying the body as far as it relates to dynamic movement and then using visual imagery to understand that movement of the body. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So what that means is um, those are some separate workshops I'll be teaching. Um, and Franklin Method applies to not only yoga, but Pilates. Um, you know, he works with dancers, um, weight, weight training, like weight. Uh, I think he works with like the U.S. Olympic weightlifting team, um, chiropractors, uh, physical therapists. So it's, it's studying movement of the body more so than just yoga. Um, so some of the workshops I'll be teaching are things like healthy shoulders, um, healthy knees, movement of the spine. So just kind of ways to move your body more efficiently, effectively, and just to feel better. Um, and so there's four weeks of training. I've done two so far. I'll be going back in November for week three. And then in February for week four, upon uh, which I'll be completing level one of the program, and I'll be able to teach these workshops around the world if I want to. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So the really cool thing is, like, there's not that many people certified in this yet, So, um, and especially in the yoga space. So I'm kind of trying to pioneer how I'm going to bring Franklin Method into yoga. I've been doing it in all of my classes so far. So anyone who's come to any of my classes – you'll see, we'll do a bunch of Franklin Method stuff. We'll do visual imagery, visual cueing, um, mindset, healthy mindset when we're moving through our practice. And it really is, it's expanded my practice in so many ways and I'm getting nothing but really positive feedback from people on it. Oh, I love it. I'm like excited for you just hearing everything that's going on. So thank you. Well, thank you for your time and for the check-in. And as for the listeners, you guys are listening out there, we'll make sure to include Kat's original, her first interview in in the email so you guys can link back to that as well along with our little check-in. But Kat, thank you so much for everything. We appreciate it. Absolutely, Amanda. Thanks for having me back. Hey, listeners. Be sure to stay tuned for Kat's full episode coming up next. Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, a collective of interviews with top female entrepreneurs from around the globe who have done it their way. These women are disruptors, savvy, courageous, confident, innovative, decisive, unconventional, and humble. Our ladies have proven business models, have taken risks, and have failed only for success to follow. Join us as they share their stories, behaviors, habits, mindset, thought processes, and what it is like to be a woman who means business. And now, here's your host, Amanda Bolin. Welcome back. She did it her way, listeners. We hope you guys had a fantastic Labor Day weekend last week. We sure did, and we are back with a fresh new episode with fit yogi, nutritionist, and wellness coach, Kat Pummel. Kat is a full-time yoga instructor in Chicago and also runs the blog Fit Girls Kitchen and hosts yoga retreats and coaches on nutrition and yoga through her website, Fit Girls Wellness. So in this week's interview, Kat shares her story about taking the leap from the very corporate gig of marketing in the financial world 
to a one-month teacher training in Bali to start her new career as a yoga instructor and nutritionist. She has some amazing advice for those looking to make a similar change in their life as well as endless resources for yoga, meditation, and overall well-being. We hope you are enlightened to do what you love full-time with Kat Pummel. Since we've never met before, I'm curious, like, tell tell us what, like, where, what is it that you do now? And then we'll sure. go back and then you'll share the whole journey. Okay, perfect. So what I'm doing right now is um, I'm teaching yoga full-time. So I'm a full-time yoga instructor in Chicago. Um, additionally, I have a health and wellness blog that I started uh, back in 2013 called The Fit Girls Kitchen. And I started that as just a way to share healthy recipes, um, healthy lifestyle tips, running tips. Um, I've put stuff up there about, you know, how to train um, or how to get into the, how to keep your workout and your fitness up when you're on the road. Um, I've shared other things about like what to wear in the winter running wise, like clothes wise and things like that. Yeah, um, that's definitely important, especially for Chicago. Right. <laughs> um, I actually still reference that article a lot of times when I'm, uh, when I'm going for a run in the winter time. Um, and then, so I, and I'm also a certified holistic nutritional health coach. So I went through certification um, through IIN, which is the Institute for Integrative Nutrition based in New York. Um, and I did all of that in the last about two and a half years. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> That's like a lot of transition stuff. So what were you doing yeah. before then? Um, I was running global marketing for a hedge fund software company in Chicago. Say what? Okay. So right? why? <laughs> That's like a lot of big words. And yes. Seems yeah. like a lot of numbers. Um, tell yeah. us like what you were doing there and then sure. what made the transition. Sure, sure. So I was in the software industry for um, about 10 years after um, undergrad. I went to Miami of Ohio, majored in um, mass communication, special, specialty in broadcast journalism, which I clearly didn't do anything with. <laughs> actually, it's coming into handy now, like what I'm doing media-wise. Um, but I mean, back then, there was no social media. Like that didn't exist yet, right? Mm -hmm. So I always had kind of a knack for technology. Um, and so I decided to go into the tech space after I graduated. Um, and then I got hooked up when I was in Chicago at this um, software company that was uh, that specialized. We, we worked with hedge funds mm -hmm. and uh, other alternative asset managers. So I was running our marketing, our communications. Um, I was running and managing our events um, that we did with them. And then I was also doing um, webinars and managing our collateral and all of our basically lead generation for that company. Wow. Which, yeah. So, I mean, and I, I liked my job. I liked what I did, but I wasn't really fulfilled. Um, I, to be perfectly honest with you, never really have that much about finance. <laughs> um, and, you know, if a hedge fund makes a few more dollars one day than the next, I don't really care. <laughs> like yeah. that, you know, I wanted, I wanted to help people be able to perform their jobs better. Um, so that was kind of the approach I took. But like, there was still something just missing, you know, just in my life, I was like, this is not fulfilling to me what I'm doing. Um, and so I had been practicing yoga, um, for the last, I've been practicing for seven years, but I'd been, I'd kept up a consistent yoga practice while I was at that job. Um, and I was posting pictures on my Instagram account of healthy 
dinners that I was making for myself and people kept asking me for the recipes. So I started the Fit Girls Kitchen on the side when I was still at that job um, just because I was getting bored writing about hedge funds and legislation. (laughs) And it was more, you know, it was just more natural for me to write about something that I loved and that I, you know, was passionate about and that I enjoyed. Um, I ran track at Miami of Ohio. So I was a a collegiate D1 athlete there. So I have a lot of knowledge when it comes to running and training and, you know, the nutrition aspect that goes into that. And um, I remember I was visiting some friends in Colorado and they said, do you think that you could, you know, do something career wise with this blog? And like at the time and still like I wasn't making any money on the blog itself, mm-hmm. but I noticed that's where my energy went naturally. Um, and that's what I wanted to spend my time doing. And I said, Hmm, how could I either go back to school and become a nutritionist or somehow weave in what I love into actually what I'm doing full time. So yeah, that led me to, um, check out IIN, which was a fantastic experience. Um, I loved it. It was a really, really great program. Um, it was a holistic approach to nutrition and eating and it, it went beyond that. You know, it goes into goal setting. It goes into, um, basically living a full on healthy lifestyle, um, and exploring the different dietary, uh, theories, I guess I would say mm-hmm. behind eating. So it's not just, here's the paleo diet, eat this and you'll feel great. Like that's not really true, right? Cause, um, everybody's different. So some people are not going to perform or they're not, their bodies aren't going to process meat and, you know, any high intense, you know, low carb, you know, high protein diet, the same as, as other people. Um, I am focused really heavily on bio individuality. So one person, one person's food is another person's poison. Mm. Um, and in that theory, we studied all different dietetic theories, you know, Ayurvedic diets, macrobiotic diet, um, blood type diet, um, you know, different metabolic rates and all of those different elements that kind of basically lead you to the same conclusion, which is just eat real food, mm-hmm. like don't eat processed stuff. Um, and you know, make tweaks here and there when figure out what, what intolerances you have in your body and then, you know, adapt that way. So yeah, that was, uh, that was that piece. And then, um, the yoga piece kind of fit right along in with that. Um, I had actually considered doing, I think three other yoga trainings previous to the one that I actually ended up doing, but all of them I was realizing were going to require me to quit my job or take a really extended absence. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I wasn't ready to pull the trigger because it's scary. Like, it's scary to leave a really secure job. Yeah. So <laughs> let's, uh, if you don't mind if I, if I pause for a minute, because so, I think that is, you're absolutely right. It's so scary to leave a job. And I have so many questions that came out of everything that you just shared, but yeah. <laughs> I would love to love for you to dive into that transition from working at the hedge fund to going out and doing and attending IIN and, and learning all this stuff that 
Like, what was that transition? What did it look like? It was... It was slow, but it went by quickly. Um, <laughs> Anything scary, I feel like go, it comes real quick. Um, there's a really good sign that I found um, actually while this was all going on, and it's it said on it, um, "All great changes are preceded by chaos." Oh. And I, yeah, right. Yeah. So I I bought that sign and I had it in my office area, and I looked at it every day, and I was like oh my gosh, because every day I was like, everything's crazy, everything's upside down. But like, I knew that where I was headed was the right path for me because I was so passionate about what I was doing. I wasn't forcing myself to like learn any of this nutritional stuff or learn any of the yoga. I wanted to do that. Like, that's what I would stay up late at night reading, you know? Mm-hmm. That's that's what drove me. That was my fire, my spark, and so it just felt right. Um, now the actual do the quitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did that look? Yeah, look so like? I had to. So I had my training that I I did was in Bali. So oh yeah, right, yeah, and it was <laughs> <laughs> so like you probably came back and were like this world is so like yeah. I couldn't imagine what that even if you're like being there and then coming back and immersing yourself in the chaos. I just, yeah, it was crazy. It was so crazy. Um, and so I decided I committed to my teacher training, um, in September of 2013. And I remember I booked it. So I worked in the Willis tower, Sears tower. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would go out to the lawn at the, um, three, I think it's three eleven South Wacker building. There's like a tiny patch of lawn with all these Adirondack chairs, which is like one of the only green spaces in the loop. Um, <laughs> and I would go out there to like find solace during like the middle of the workday because it was just so crazy energy wires in there. And so I remember I was on a lunch break. Sorry, anyone listening to this that worked with me at my old company. <laughs> I took my laptop out there and I sat on that lawn and I booked, I booked my training and it was, you know, it wasn't cheap, but I remember hitting that send button was like send like send payment commits to the trip like commit to this I like I think I cried like it was like a huge like emotional release you know because I was like this is this this is something big this is my next step um but at that point I had still not decided I was going to quit my job I was thinking I was going to come back from training um and teach yoga part-time and work part-time which Hmm. didn't happen (laughs) And it actually took probably until December of that year, um, early January. So I left my job in February um, of 2014. But it took until, you know, the end of the year for me to realize, like, that wasn't realistic. And that would not be a good distribution of my energy. Mm-hmm. So there was no way for me to actually fully give yoga what I wanted to give yoga and fully give my job what I wanted to give my job, you know, that career, if I was constantly, and, and I knew just from juggling all of the different extremes that I was juggling at that point in my responsibilities for my, for my job, for my, uh, for my role as, as marketing manager, that once I started to like only put, you know, 50% here, 50% there, or, you know, however it worked out, nothing was ever really fully getting satisfied. So I'm like, I can't half-ass my job and half-ass this yoga thing 
Like that's, that's never going to make me successful. I need to fully commit to one or the other. Mm -hmm. So really quick too, just to make sure I get the timeline right. So in September, 2013 is when you committed to the teacher trainings, right? Yes. Okay. And then that was when you were like, oh, I can do this little perfect right. world, the 50-50. And then yeah. by the end of 2013, you made the decision. And then February 2014, you said, peace out. Peace out and leaving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. I wrote, you know, I wrote, a, I wrote a letter. I wrote like a, you know, kind of an exit letter. Um, and I, I hired, I was there. I was very, like, you know, in touch with my manager. And I hired two people to fill my role, which made me realize how much I was doing. Oh my gosh. Right. When you're like, I actually need two people to do this because <laughs> Whoa. there's that much on my plate. And then you step back and you're like, how I would have kept going at this rate and been stressed out. So I was like traveling every week. Um, we, while I was there, we, we opened offices in New York, London, LA. Um, we had like a satellite Hong Kong office for a while. Like it was bananas. Like it was crazy. And like, uh, we acquired another company while I was there. There was just like, there was just a lot of, there was just a lot happening and it was just not serving me anymore. Okay. So then the question that I have for you too is, I mean, you're in this great position. The company's expanding. You're the marketing manager. Yeah. People I'm sure are looking outside in, or like looking from the outside to you and going like, Kate, what the heck? Yeah. Your life is fantastic. Uh, you probably do financially well. You're set up for yeah. like success, all this stuff. Like, are you crazy? So how did you process yourself <laughs> through that and then get over maybe what people were, were saying to you? Sure, sure. Um, that's the key is you can't listen to what anyone else says. Um, you cannot listen to other people's opinions of what you're doing and you can't think about how people are going to perceive you or judge you. You just have to, to know within yourself that this is the choice and even if you are like, and I wasn't a hundred percent, I was like 90%. I was like, this is, you know, <laughs> this is it. But you have to just believe it and kind of just proceed, proceed forward and just not look around you and not look back. Mm -hmm. Um, that was, I think that was one of the keys, keys to that. Um, and then I had a realization one day, um, and this, this is kind of a, a not a trick, but it's something that I use, you know, whenever I'm making a decision, I can always go back. So that's kind of what helped get me over the hump was, okay, I quit. I go do this yoga thing. I come back. I try it out for six months. It's not working. I can go back. Like maybe not to my company, which they were like, if you ever want to come back, you can come back, which was so nice. Mm -hmm. I could do, I could do something else within that, you know, same industry or another industry. Like it wasn't like, if this doesn't work, I am failed and I'm, it's, everything's over. Life's over. Like, no, you just didn't work. So you go back to what you were doing before and, or try something else. And as soon as I kind of made that change in my mind, there is no looking back. And as soon as I came back from Bali, um, I, there, there was no even doubt in my mind that I was going to go back to what I was doing before. Um, yeah. it's crazy. Like I quit, I think my last day was like a, was a Friday or Thursday. And then I left for Bali for a month that Saturday. Oh my and gosh. yeah, it really wasn't till I was there. So we did, um, and I can talk a little bit more about what that training was like in a minute, but I, 
vividly remember, like the, it only took a couple of days for me to like get a little bit more acclimated. We were doing lots of meditation and, you know, obviously a lot of practice, but there was a burning in my chest that had disappeared that I realized I had carried with me for like years. And I, until it was gone, I didn't realize it had been there. And I'm like, oh my God, like I had like, was carrying around so much anxiety <laughs> and stress that I didn't even know that I like, I had anymore. And I, since being back, I have not had that. It's come up in little pockets. Um, but then I am able to kind of like assess what's going on and be like, okay, this is actually not right. That's not that stressful. Yeah. So <laughs> how, okay. Like how has, I mean, and maybe it hasn't, but I'm curious as to like, what is, what has changed about Kat after she gets out of the hedge fund financial world and now she's in yoga meditation and sure. putting more energy into food? Like how have you changed? Sure. Um, I've noticed this and other friends and, you know, people in my life have commented that I'm, I just seem happier. I am calmer. I'm not as reactive. Like if someone, I am not the person now driving through traffic angry, like I'm going to kill you because you're not making the left turn, even though you should like, yeah, that happens like from time to time. But before that was like my MO, I was like barreling down the street, you know, burning candles at both ends, making poor decisions, you know, drinking a lot of alcohol, you know, not that I was, you know, a huge booze hound or anything, but I was, you know, I work hard, play hard. You're working a lot. So like, yeah, you're going to go out and party it up. And like, I was using things like alcohol and like shopping and other stuff to kind of counterbalance the stress that I was putting into my career. And now because I am more internally satisfied by what I'm doing, I don't feel the need to do those things anymore. Um, and it's honest, it's crazy. Like I really have found such fulfillment from doing what I love that I don't have this need to like somehow supplement or make up for what I might be lacking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I think one of the, the other things that someone, it was my next door neighbor said to me right when I got back, he goes, you're smiling with your eyes. He's like, I've never seen you smile with your eyes before. Because I think I was always kind of faking it. You know, you're smiling, you're networking, you're walking around. But I wasn't truly like embodying my happiness because I don't think I, I, wasn't, I wasn't that happy. Mm -hmm. You know, you're kind of just going through the rat race trying to climb this corporate ladder and satisfy people. And it's different when you're working for yourself versus working for someone else. And yeah, no, 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 keep going. <laughs> well, and that was like, I, I decided I would never wanted to work for anyone again. Um, I, I just didn't, I didn't want to, and I also didn't want to manage anybody else for a while. Um, cause it takes a lot of energy to do that and navigate other people's, you know, their behaviors, their emotions. You know, I worked in a very, um, male driven industry and, as you know, you know, as a strong female, you get pushed back sometimes and you get pushed back from men, especially if they don't feel like they're as smart as you, they'll just, you know, decide to 
put you back down in a different way. And that started to really, to be quite frank with you, I don't know if I can use the word, but piss me off. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're it totally did, No, I, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm not taking this anymore. Like, no, this is, I'm not going to be held back by anybody else. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing, I'm doing my own thing. So how do you like, let's say, um, so for our listeners out there too, if, if they are like, what would you say to one individual if they are listening and they've got that inner turmoil and then anxiety and they know they're not aligned and something's not clicking and they're like, I'm made for more. What would you tell them? And number one, and then secondly, um, like what would be the first tangible thing that you would tell them to do? Sure. Sure. Um, and I've actually, I've worked with some people in workshops like this before. Um, you know, take a look at what drives you. So what do you enjoy doing outside of your career? What kind of, what, what's fueling your fire? Like, especially looking more from a creative aspect. So what do you enjoy doing? Is it, do you like going on runs? Do you like cooking? Even if you're like, I like styling other people, you know, like I, I'm really, I have a knack for this. So there are some exercises that, um, we use at IAN to start to identify what are those things that you are just naturally good at that you don't have to try hard at. Um, and a lot of those things you'll see brought out were brought out either in your childhood, um, you know, or growing up, like what did you just, what came naturally to you and start to look at that, identify that and then tap into, okay, cool. So maybe writing is something that just comes naturally to you. Great. What can you do career-wise that is able to use that skill that you have? Um, and then when it comes just to passion, you know, what are you passionate about? Are there any, you know, charities or other outside groups or events that like that you're involved in that not someone dragged you to, like we should go to this thing, but you sought out and you said, ooh, that looks really fun and interesting. I want to try that. Or that seems like something I would like. And then explore that. You know, what's either either start roping or involving that more into either your daily or weekly kind of time that you're giving yourself. Um, and then start to explore career paths within that. So, I mean, this, I, I looked at what I was doing, uh, you know, health-wise, and I said, well, I don't even know if I should be giving people advice because I'm not certified mm -hmm. as, you know, a nutritionist. And then I was like, oh, I could get certified as a nutritionist. <laughs> and then I could give people advice. Um, and then the yoga was just, people kept actually if there, this is another thing, if people constantly are telling you, Ooh, you would be really good at this, or I could see you doing X or Y, there's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people were telling me you should, you should teach yoga. I could totally see you doing that. You have a strong practice. And, um, I've always been comfortable speaking publicly, which is actually a, a piece of yoga and teaching. I mean, you're speaking to a room of silent people sometimes for an hour and a half. And like, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of energy to carry. It is, it is. Um, but it doesn't feel like it in the moment when I'm, I'm teaching. Um, it, it, it feels, I like talking. I'm like one of those people who always got in trouble for talking too much in <laughs> class. So if that's you, 
do something that like if you were one of those people who always got in trouble because you and your friend were sitting in the back like giggling and talking and you know not paying attention there's a reason for that so <laughs> that that's probably why I'm a host of a podcast <laughs> right exactly because you don't mind talking you know in front of people who you don't know or um, you know kind of sharing your opinion or thoughts or things like that mm-hmm. okay so yeah, I, and I like so you have Fit Girls Kitchen, which is the blog that you put your recipes and everything on there, and that started while you were at the hedge fund. Then you did the training, yeah. came back, yoga certified. You got certified with nutrition, and you have Fit Girl Wellness. When did Fit Girl Wellness come out? I LLC'd that right before I left for teacher training. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, I did the LLC um, because I knew that I was going to be pursuing either health coaching, um, you know, yoga, some combination of that when I got back and legally I wanted to make sure that I was protected. Um, you know, I had some assets, I owned a house and other things like that. And, you know, the last thing you need is some accident happening while I'm, you know, training or working with someone. Um, but I also knew I wanted to create a brand and a company out of what I was doing. So Fit Girls Kitchen is, is a blog and, um, when I was looking at the name, you know, I'm a, I'm a marketing and branding manager. Like that's what I was doing. So I did a whole branding exercise on myself, which is really fun. Um, you know, I white, I whiteboarded in my own house and I was like, okay, what name kind of works here? And, you know, I wanted to approach this not from like being skinny or being whatever, but healthy fits like fitness, wellness, all of that. And that's kind of how I stumbled across, you know, Fit Girl's Kitchen. I wanted to share what was in my kitchen. So people always ask, you look, you look so good, you look so healthy, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm, all I'm, do- I'm just eating healthy. That's all. Like, it's not like I'm not on any special diet. I'm not on any special cleanse program. I'm just cooking. And, you know, and also I'm, I'm eating out too. Like, I'm working in an office and I'm choosing, I'm either packing lunch or I'm making healthy choices at lunch um, and making good decisions that help my body feel good. Um, sorry, I totally tangented off of Fit Girl Wellness. No, 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 no you're <laughs> totally fine. I, but one thing I am curious about with Fit Girl Wellness, so you have yoga and your health coaching yes. and then you got blog in there. And I also see you had a yoga retreat at the Hamptons. I did. Are we it's... talking like, is that the New York Hamptons? Yes, it is. Okay. I just was confused. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. like, wait, like the Hampton Hamptons, but yeah, the Hampton Hamptons. Uh... How in the world did you like when you got that idea and you put it together and it was sold out, like walk us through, give us a brief description of it and then sure. walk us through like the logistics and putting it and planning it together. Sure. Sure. Um, so something that I've really focused on, uh, especially the last few years is goal setting. So there's a lot of different avenues to go with this. And so one of my goals was to host yoga retreats. I love traveling. And so in this exit of my, you know, corporate career, I was like, well, if I'm going to be teaching yoga, I want to travel and teach yoga. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and not just like say it, like actually do it. So on, it was really random. I think I was reading just like an article about, um, you know, just retreats in the Hamptons. I'm like, I want to host a yoga retreat there someday. Literally, that's what I said. And then <laughs> oh my gosh, I talk a little bit on my blog about um, manifesting things. And there's you know, you can kind of 
interpret that or take that however you want to take it. But there is a truth to um, the law of attraction and manifesting things. And, and honestly, what it's all about is awareness. So as soon as I said that, I put that out there in the universe. Um, about six months after that, um, a girl who I'm now good friends with, Heather, um, who runs the blog Eat Real Food NYC. Um, she's an Australian blogger, but she lives in New York. And she posted one morning, I remember very vividly, it was like a Sunday morning, I'm scrolling through my Instagram feed. Um, and I saw all of these pictures of this beautiful house in the Hamptons. And she said, huge announcement. Um, I... My, this project that I've been working on has come to life. We bought a, my husband and I bought this place in the Hamptons. It's now renovated and I'm going to host yoga retreats there. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. And she was like, any instructors who have interest, reach out to me. And she and I had had, you know, some interaction on via Instagram and we'd emailed a few times, but I mean, we didn't know each other. And so I was like, I should do that. And Instead of just saying, I should do that, and then being like, I, sh you know, not actually doing it, I commented right there, and I was like, me, let's do it. I like, <laughs> You're like, yep, no waiting, let's just do it. Let's just do it, I'll do it. And she goes, okay, great, I'll reach out to you. And she did, and we picked up a conversation, and I said, well, I'm actually going to be in New York in a few weeks, let's get together. So she and I got together, we did a yoga class together, we had lunch, and we started kind of scoping out what a retreat might look like there. Um, and I was completely, another thing that I, you know, advice that I have is be totally honest with people. Um, you know, I told her, I go, I've never led a yoga retreat. You're, I'm probably not the person that you want leading your first yoga <laughs> retreat. I don't, I've never done one before. But she goes, I've never led a retreat. She goes, I don't know what I'm doing. Let's just figure this thing out together. Mm -hmm. So as opposed to being like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what I'm doing. I told, I was like, this is totally brand new information. Like I'm kind of, that's kind of how I've approached all of this with yoga. A little fake it till you make it um, and some honesty, yeah. <laughs> you know, you walk in there like you know what you're doing. And if someone asks, you can be like, I'm figuring it out along with all of you. <laughs> you're like but here we are together. So what goes into a yoga retreat? I've never been. Sure. I've only heard. And I'm like, these things look awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously there's the practice, there's the asana piece of it, but honestly, and, and I felt this very strongly in Bali when I was at my teacher training, which was basically an, in very, very intense yoga retreat. Um, it's just getting away and breaking your mind out of that pattern of, wake up, shower, get to Starbucks, get to the office, be stressed out, call people back, you know, hit up the gym, blah, blah, blah. Getting people out of that everyday chug, that's the key for me, is how can I take people and say, you can turn your brain off for the next three days, five days, whatever it is, even if it's 48 hours, um, you don't have to think about what you're eating everything's made for you. Mm -hmm. um, all you have to do is, this is the time we're going to practice yoga. Just be here. You can lay there. You can breathe. You can do whatever you want. And then we'll practice yoga. You'll have a healthy breakfast waiting for you when we're done. And then you can relax, you know, a little bit in the afternoon, go paddleboarding, go read, go ride a bike, go to the beach, um, 
we can sit here and talk for a little while if you want. And then we'll have another practice later on in the afternoon. And then you'll eat more. And then <laughs> we'll all hang out. And then you'll sleep. And then you get up and you get to do it again. You have nowhere to be. There's nowhere. You don't have to think about, you know, I should go to the store because I have to buy this. Well, no. Everything's taken care of for you. Your only job is to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is the key, I think. And that is what makes retreats so wonderful is we don't have that. Like, think of how great you feel after spending just a couple hours, like, at the spa. What if that experience was extended instead of now I have to go validate my parking for my car and, you know, sit in traffic? You kind of kill that buzz is gone, like the good you know how good it feels after you get like an awesome massage. Totally. The last thing you want to do is walk back out onto like, you know, Chicago. Yeah. A busy street. And there's the people there who didn't just get massages and they're still angry. Um, there is none of that. You you're still surrounded by other awesome people who have still had the same experience and you can really start to like tap into maybe stuff that you've been ignoring because you've been, throwing yourself either into your career or your day-to-day and you haven't really taken a look at yourself. It's a chance to get to know yourself again. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. with that too and with meditating and yoga, how have you seen people who are not or were not into it to transition to the side of seeing how meditation can be beneficial because I know, I mean, in speaking from personal experience, I was resistant to it because for me as someone who I want to do something and then immediately see the return where meditating is one of those where you just have to trust the process Mm -hmm. and know that it'll come. And then finally, when I started trusting the process, I'm like, this is a dick. Like this is addicting. Yeah. You're like, I want to do it again. Like I know this is going to come to me from the universe. And like, how am I going to think more clearly? And like, you really start seeing the separation between the chaos of the world in which we live and what the peace and quiet can really bring. So Mm -hmm. how have you recognized and seen in your experience to provide maybe whispers of inspiration to allow people to experience, experience meditation. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Um, Yoga is such a nice entry point to that. Um, Honestly, that's where I started to really find the the beginning of that, just going to a class. Um, I try to make my classes obviously very, like, you're going to get a really good full body. I don't, I hesitate to use the word workout, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know, my classes are very strength-based. I teach a lot of arm balances and inversions, but I also try to incorporate a lot of elements of spirituality and mindfulness into my teaching. So, you know, I always start out, we're either seated, you're lying down in some way, and it's all about clearing the mind and taking the time for yourself and teaching yourself that it's okay to not be doing something. Yeah. That's like the hardest hurdle, right? To be like, it's cool to sit here with no distractions because we're so used to that constant, like, stimulation that if you think of the last time you were early for an appointment or early meeting someone somewhere and you didn't have your phone, mm-hmm. you freak out. Like sometimes I still freak out, but like people freak out because you're not used to being alone with your thoughts ever mm-hmm. unless you're up at two in the morning and you can't sleep, you know? And 
so it's being comfortable with that silence and starting to actually then listen to yourself. And the, you will find, like you said, the craziest and most amazing things happen. And you hear all of these great, what else is the universe going to tell me today? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I never looked at it from that way. That's why I'm having that you know, issue with that person. You start to see things from other people's perspectives. And you start to really remove yourself from the story. So, and that's another, uh, another piece of kind of what's happened with getting into yoga and meditation is reading a lot more um, and reading a lot more, you know, like Deepak Chopra and listening to podcasts of his and things like that. Um, you know, really removing yourself, the, the, the things not happening to you, you know, you're yeah, so stuck in traffic. You are part of the traffic that you are stuck in. <laughs> you are but you are not. So, yeah, dive into the, you said you are not part of the story. Yes. So, I'm trying to think of a good example of this. It's, it's, it's really good to use when you're stressed out about something or, you know, a situation is happening that's out of your control. It's not happening to you. You're not being punished. It's just happening. So, you're stuck in traffic and you're late. Okay. You can sit there and freak out and like give yourself tons of anxiety about getting somewhere on time or, you know, trying to think of excuses of why you're late or, you know, how you're going to make it there or whatever. Or you can just take a deep breath and say, I'm going to get there when I get there. And that's, that's the way it is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, I think it too, like you were saying before, it's easier said than done, especially at the beginning, but that's where you were saying it takes it's always a practice. The practice. Exactly. It's a practice, which means there is no, okay, now I'm perfect all the time. You know, now that I practice meditation or yoga or have this, this, um, you know, mindset, well now everything is just perfect from here on out. No, you know, there's going to be days where you get caught up in it and things aren't going right, but it's that ability and that awareness and the mindfulness to be able to take a step back instead of reacting, snapping at someone, snapping at yourself, freaking out and saying, okay, it's not the end of the world. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Everything's going to be okay. And especially when you're dealing like in the business world and emails and things like that, like, you know, no one's out to get you. People aren't trying to, you know, make your life worse. They're dealing with their own stuff. So as soon as you can kind of take a step back and see, okay, is this a life or death situation? Even though sometimes it feels, you know, like it could be. Um, and, and honestly, approaching it just from a, an outside perspective. So looking at it from the outside in. If I'm watching myself experience this situation, what do I want it to look like? What's the person that I want to be? As opposed to how be mindfully acting instead of reacting to situations, I think mm-hmm. is, is key. Yeah. Now, if, are there like if you could recommend one book? Who if people are listening and they want to dip their toes into this world of meditation and practice and yoga and really understanding mindfulness, what what is one book that you recommend? Oh boy, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, from a from a meditation perspective, I'm a really good actually resource to check out. Less than a book is Headspace. So Headspace has guided online meditations. Um, I believe the company is based in the UK, um, but they have a really nice kind of soft entry into meditation. They'll do, I think it's just 10 minutes to start. They're all guided. 
Um, cause there's different types of meditation. As you probably know, there's guided meditations. There's ones where, you know, you're focusing on a mantra or you're focusing on either you can even do sound meditations or just, you know, it's just you and you're just focusing on the breath. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, a lot of good yoga teachers will have meditation as part of the practice. Um, I try to incorporate pieces and elements of meditation, especially when people are in Shavasana, letting go of the breath, spending either the first you know, few minutes of class focusing on that. Um, so you start to get practice with what that kind of feels like in the body. Um, and then, so Headspace, I think this, the website might be getheadspace.com. Okay. Um, it's really nice, especially for people, especially type A people who like need like a routine and there's a great app for it. There's, um, there's a really nice little, um, animated thing that they have about the science and like the, how can mindfulness meditation help you? Um, and it's just a good way to start to get into a, a routine of that. Um, other good, uh, resources, um, Living with Intent um, is by Malika Chopra, um, which is a good book. Um, and I'm trying to think of other good ones. We studied so many different – I'm trying to think of uh, the name. We, we studied so many different readings and things with uh, our yoga teacher training. Um, ah, and then there's The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, which is another – another one of another Chopra book, which is good, um, which kind of starts to go into, you know, how to use mindfulness and this kind of element of I'm not my story. You know, things aren't happening to me. They're just happening. Um, and removing, you know, the judgments, that self-judgment of I feel this way, so this is bad. Mm-hmm. No. Like getting out of your head and, like, removing, removing that. Um, that, that element is helpful. And then, um, you know, a lot of what my teaching and what my realization has been based on, which just has to do with, um, we studied the yamas and niyamas, which are part of the core elements of, um, that there, there's the seven, there's seven yogic limbs. So the seven limbs of yoga, and those are basically the foundations of which, um, yoga was built on. Um, and it's, it's honestly very comparable to the 10 commandments and other things that you'll hear in other, you know, religions as far as, you know, non-harm, um, non, you know, uh, not giving harm to others, non-possessiveness, things like that. And that's kind of where I found a lot of my, um, my growth, I think from, and um, I've written about a couple of those on my blog. I did a campaign last May, so May of um, the previous year, 2014, um, and I broke down four of those, um, talking about, you know, attitude of gratitude and other things like that, um, and kind of what I had learned and how I'd started to apply it in my life when I returned back. Um, and it makes a big difference, you know, a positive mindset and approaching things from a standpoint of I have enough Mm -hmm. and you know, anything beyond this is just icing on the cake um, really helps you to start to value what you already have going for you in your life and provides a really clear path for where you can go, where you can grow. 
um, and what you can share with other people. Yeah, that's fantastic. What, and so with you, like if people, what's the best way people can reach out to you and get in contact with you? Sure. Um, couple different ways. Um, I'm very active in social media. Um, so I have a, um, I'm more active on my Instagram account um, than my Facebook account. That's where the majority of kind of my um, energy goes just in sharing, you know, what I'm cooking, what I'm making yoga-wise. Um, and then I, I like to post inspirational quotes and stuff on there. So um, that's Fit Girls Kitchen. That's my handle for that. Um, I also, I have my blog. Um, there's my, which is fitgirlskitchen.com. And then my website is fitgirlwellness.com. That's where I have my uh, my weekly teaching schedule posted, um, and any other upcoming retreats. So I'm actually, um, I just booked another retreat with Heather from, um, in the Hamptons. So we're doing another, yeah, I know I'm excited. The first one went so well. Um, we booked another one out in September and so I'll be posting that on there. Yeah. It's, I know it was crazy. Like it's crazy how that all just, it, it happened. Like you just have to take the step. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'm excited for you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah, check in with my website and then email. Email is huge for me. So cat at fitgirlwellness.com. Um, I get a lot of Facebook messages and I, I try not to go on Facebook to be totally honest with you every day. I only go on every couple days or so. Um, and I do respond to them. I just did like a whole massive clean out of like a bunch that I received in the, in the recents. Um, but yeah, email is the best way to get a hold of me. Mm. Um, I check those obviously every day. Um, but, but yeah, just, uh, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, talk with people if they want to hear more about either, you know, my yoga journey or they're interested in, you know, pursuing anything either yoga wise. I do private yoga also. So if they want to, if anyone wants to expand their practice, um, and I'll be starting to teach um, not only more yoga retreats, but more yoga workshops. That's kind of my goal and focus for the second half of, of this year is really starting to get more into the, the workshop scene so I can travel more, um, and kind of spread, spread the yoga love. Yeah. Well, that is super exciting. I'm excited. We'll be definitely following you on that journey and continuing to like keep keep following up and seeing where you're at but Kat thank you so much for the interview and I, I know our listeners are going to enjoy it because I definitely enjoyed it as well thank you Amanda I really appreciate it thanks for tuning in to the She Did It Her Way podcast did you like this episode head on over to iTunes.com to leave us a rating and a review we would love to hear from you and don't forget to check out SheDidItHerWayPodcast.com where you can subscribe to our email list so you can receive the inside scoop on our latest episode released each Monday. Now, do us a favor and go make it a great week.